Hello, everybody, and welcome to what is a very special edition of the Chainsaw Buffet podcast. Um, we're doing the first of what I'm hoping will be um, several uh, anime discussions. Um, but before we get to that, there are a couple of things I want to talk about real quick. Um, the first one, if, if you guys have been anywhere around anything Chainsaw Buffet, you should already know about this. But just in case you've managed to miss all of that and are just listening to the podcast... Um, you need to go right now uh, to theslants.com. Their new album is on sale at their website. Um, they're not going to be at MTAC this year, so if you're local guys like us, online's the best place to do it. Um, go ahead and order it. You can do, I believe, direct download for $10. You can get the CD if you're into uh, having dead media for 15 And really, it, it, it's not even a matter of if you uh, if you like that style of music or not, it's more a fact of we've we've managed to have a moderate amount of success being as small as we are, due in large part because of the fact that they were willing to take the time to talk with us and really give us a lot of great publicity because you know we're just a bunch of uh, close knit friends that losers. have a website. And, yeah, losers, basically. No, no Don't tell them where the slants might find out. And uh, they they turned down a million-dollar recording deal just so they can do things, you know, their Throw own way. And, uh, I think you're saying they turned down a million-dollar recording so they could hang out with us. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? That choice was but poor. <laughs> since since I'm going to be at MTAC this year, I, I think it's important for us at Chainsaw Buffet to really get the word out that uh, they've got this new album, go out, pre-order it, support them, help help us help them. And the same thing goes for anything that Manpower and the, the Notorious MSG do. Um, so I, I tell me Manpower's going to be an attack. Oh yeah, they live in Nashville. Of course they're going to be know there. Them. I know they live in Nashville. Um, I, speaking of which, um, I've heard a little birdie say that Quaff is going to be an attack this year. I so, that as well. are, they, are they going to be there like officially? Yeah, they're, or are they just traveling through like for all? They're, they're going to be there officially. That's sweet. As one of the musical guests, because apparently one of the things that one of the major uh, requests over the last few years have been to have Japanese bands, and of course, you know, we talked with Lucas uh, a number of times, and one of the things he said over and over is, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's a matter of money and scheduling, because usually, unless you know they're on a tour. You have to pay to fly them over. You mm-hmm. have to pay to make them stay. Pay for their entourage. Right. Quaff's kind they of... They have a, all the brown M&M's. You know, isn't like a TM Revolution or a, or a Larkin Shell or anything. They're not like one of the huge names, but we saw them uh, at the Drunken Unicorn during Anime Week in Atlanta. They weren't actually at the convention, but... Well, no, they did show up. Yeah, they, they did, weren't, they they did show up. They weren't invited. Yeah. They, they crashed the party, but... That's fine. They're, they're a phenomenal band. Either. Uh, if you guys haven't heard them, they're phenomenal, and they are just amazing in person. Uh, they're like Linkin Park, only good. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do have the uh, the one guy that, that does sort of the rap spoken word... Parts and then you know, let's uh, talk to Green Hornet. It's fantastic. And you he does. Un- you also can't understand them. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe can't. so. So yeah, by you by the slants record, Lincoln Park. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say here. And you don't have to understand music to like it. Hence the popularity of opera. Um, another thing that I want to Nobody talk about opera. real quickly, and this is something that um, <laughs> most of the anime community is already aware it of. Have to make sense. 
Um, I, I, I take it that I don't have to explain to Dylan who uh, Gene Simmons is. <laughs> no. You may have to. Jeez. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's the guy with the cow tongue grafted onto his. Yeah. That's um, an urban legend. Gene Simmons has a son. Now, he probably has a lot of illegitimate kids. Um, but One we know about. Yeah, one we know about is Nick Simmons. And he recently uh, released a comic book here in the U.S. called Incarnate. And uh, apparently somebody, some intrepid soul, went through several different panels in Incarnate. I'm going to pass my laptop around so everybody can see it. But... Uh, He's more or less basically just traced over panels from Bleach and copied them over wholesale. <laughs> I I don't know if Nick Maybe Simmons... I need to try that. Then I can be a famous artist. Yeah, I don't know if Nick Simmons either thought that A, his dad was Gene Simmons so he could do whatever he wanted, and or B, oh, Bleach, nobody's heard of that. Nobody will possibly notice them copying from them wholesale. I'm, I'm going to give you a third theory here. He is a crazy, scary fanboy. And, and this is like he doesn't understand where the line between fan art and your own intellectual property begins. Like well, well, con- I was about to say, considering that he's you know basically trying to sell it, you know on a on a Honestly, national level. Yes. It, has anyone said how old he is? I'm just um, I am not sure. I could probably Google oh, that. Back in, Alden Man's I body. Think somewhere, so it was like that reminds me back in, back in like the so mid '90s or so, mm-hmm. mid early '90s. There was a an RPG artist called Kevin Long, and apparently he he did a bunch of work for several different companies, uh, mainly Palladium, but a few others as well. And apparently he's no longer in the business because they found him copying things directly from some art books, specifically some of the Pat Labor things. Um, his giant robot designs are, shall we say, derivative. There is visual targeting, there is, is using other people's work as a guide and for what you want your style to be, and then there is which just is ripping yeah, off. There's always the argument that you can make that there is no original original work yeah, because everybody has Yeah, but you've got the art book sitting in front of you and you're copying it... Yeah, that, that's, it I want to post Once the links to this online so that this people can direct. actually see it. They overlay many of the panels, and they and overlay it's exact. almost perfect. Yeah, oh it, it's insane. Yeah, yeah like here, the black and white one is obviously the Bleach manga, uh, and the yeah. color one is Nick Simmons. So tell me, uh, is he at least a competent colorist? Can he get a job colorizing this manga? I don't think he colored, did he? I think uh, no, he, he didn't. <laughs> Right. And uh before anybody sends like too much hate mail, they've already stopped uh publication of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until the matter is resolved, which I imagine will be a quick Yeah, you copied it, pay them money. Odds are it wasn't going to be that successful anyway. I mean, no, but it, it's it's, it's still it. one of those uh, one of those things that I just kind of want to bring bring up to anybody who hasn't heard about it. You know, go go check it out because it's hilariously bad. <laughs> um, so uh, for those of you listening, I actually managed to get my hands on a Blu-ray from the future. Um, it was my time machine. <clears throat> true. The, the, the time machine called Right Stuff Pre-Order. I built um, it into an AMC Pacer. Or, as we like to call it, Right Stuff Order. Yes. Uh, I, I pre-ordered the uh, Blu-ray version of the Evangelion movie. 
back in January when they were doing like a 40% off sale. And as it happens sometimes, uh, Funim- or Funimation does all their online orders through Right Stuff, so Right Stuff occasionally gets stuff a little bit early direct, and uh, they ship it on out, which is nice. But uh, I actually got got the movie in earlier this week, uh, got everyone here, so we're going to talk about it, and hopefully we'll actually have this up on the website, you know, a week or so before you can buy it on, uh, out that of the store That is assuming shelves. Dylan doesn't fuck something up. Yeah, that's that's a big assumption. So if, if you know, this is like so the middle no of April, well, you know, him. oopsie. Um, but let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, we have a crack team of uh, panelists here. <laughs> and uh, uh, for, for anyone who listens, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this disclaimer. Uh up on my blog when I first watched the subtitle version of this movie, I actually put, you know, wrote a, a post that was Evangelion 1.01, You're Not Alone Impressions, and it wasn't a review because I said, you know, here's my review of, of anything Evangelion. Evangelion, fuck yeah, I love it! So uh, I actually tried to get as many different viewpoints as I could for doing this podcast. So we are trying to be impartial. It, Exactly, because I cannot be. Uh, I, I've watched the the original TV series, I think, over 20 times when you count showing it to other people and just watching it so on my own. Does that mean I get to be? I get to call y'all heretics for watching this sub for watching this dubbed rather than subtitled? Um, yeah. Well, you you can, but we're actually gonna talk about uh, the dub because there were some changes, obviously, from the TV series to the movie. Um, well, but first, I want to talk to those of you who. Uh, this was your first Evangelion experience. What did you guys think of, think about the movie, just on its own? I think it's obviously aimed at the people who have seen the series because mm-hmm. they didn't explain anything. Mm-mm. Did they? For those of us who are just sitting here watching the movie, there is no explanation for what anything is or how anything works or why anything's happening. And maybe if you sat down and watched all of the movies, because they were going to remake the whole series... In a row, but as a standalone, it's honestly, unless you're already a fan of the series, it's not all that. Uh, I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's a little hard to understand. It's well animated, and the the premise is intriguing and all that. But unless you already know something about it, you're going to be a little bit lost. I was pretty much relying on things that I've heard or yeah, know what Rainers little bit I do artwork. know about. Yeah, I, yes. I've I've heard John talk about it enough to where I get the <laughs> I, I get the gist yeah. of what's going on, and I know yeah. that the Tang stuff, and I I I have some vague idea what the Tang is, and you know, I, I still have no idea why who lobotomized Ray or you know what drug she's on. <laughs> she's on something. Uh, Valium, Russia's little helper, Oxycontin. So, so let me just kind of go around. Is that where everybody else thought it was a little bit not not very accessible? Well, who who what? made the claim that it would be accessible to first? That, that was I'm not saying that on it. Anybody's ever made the that series claim? Creator. I think, that claim. Of course, he'd say I that. He's seen it all. Actually, the creator made it basically. For the fans, the creator has said he basically made this for the fans. I I actually want to read something to you for a minute, Chad. To to dispute that. (laughs) Once upon a time, in a galaxy far, far away, God said, "Let there be lips," and they were, and they were good lips. Oh wait, that's the beginning of Rocky. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, There's actually no one else gets that. An open letter from Hideaki Anno that he wrote when the movie was first announced, and they put it in the uh, insert for the Blu-ray. 
And uh, the the first question is, what are we attempting to create by doing this once more? Um, and you guys will have to bear with me. You can actually read this online, but um, I read bits and pieces. Of it. The the visual work called Evangelion is composed of a variety of desires: the desire to put our own honest feelings on film, the desire to convey to as many people as possible the fundamental appeal of touching primitive emotions, and how versatile the medium of animation is expression. I mean, this shit goes on. F- on and on and on forever. Um, but hold on. I'm, I'm trying to find the actual part where it gets to what, what I'm trying to get to. You guys will have to bear with me for a second here. Um, here it is. Last, it's in the last paragraph. Uh, finally, our work also falls under the service industry. Naturally, we, want to, we will make it accessible to those who do not already know Evangelion. We will convince the fun as a theatrical film We'll reconstruct the world and aim to create a work of visual entertainment that can be enjoyed by all. So apparently, not so much. Well, I mean, you really think, you really, when you do hear of a movie remake of a series, it starts over at the beginning and tries to condense the story to make it accessible to people who haven't seen the series. As opposed to a movie uh, like... From like for example, Serenity, Continuing Firefly, or the the Full Metal Alchemist movies, where it's a continuation, or for well the Star Trek Nazis, the Star Trek movies do that. The Star Trek movies did that too. They continued the the relevant series, but they're pretty much, you know, that's one where it's episodic. It's not like an anime series where it's typically an ongoing storyline, and. And, and, that, and that's a those, point that I want to get get at later because. Um, well, I know, but and 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 I know that they're remaking the whole series, but it seems like as it is until you get the whole series, until you get the whole series of movies, mm-hmm. it's gonna be incomplete. Yes. Well, see, my, and I mean, it's I beautifully animated. If it's it's a lot easier for me who's seen the whole series to kind of follow it, but I remember being very confused when I watched the series for the first time. So is it as as accessible had you watched the series to the same point that the movie stopped at? Well, it's certainly more accessible if you've seen the whole... Well, the, the point of the series is it's serialized. Like, an American TV is starting to go the same way. If you miss episodes, you... Uh, if you miss episodes in, in a series, you're going to be lost and you have to watch the whole thing through. And... And that's what I'm getting at. I'm not. I'm not saying the series is any more accessible, in that, in in that you watch the first part and you know everything that's going on, but you would have seen the whole series, right? You're saying, or it's been watching it as it's inaccessible. And the, one of the interesting point with that is because I almost feel like this no, one has more. The movie has more than what the series had to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a little bit better job in the movie on connecting pieces that you see. Particularly with Ray and uh, also with Sinji and his father, you kind of get a little bit more view into his character that you don't get as quickly, it seemed like, um, <coughs> as it moved forward. The development of characters is a lot faster, and one of the things I wanted to talk with, with Nathan and you and Dylan, since you guys have seen the show about, um, was the fact that yeah, you, you get a little bit more of that progression of uh, his relationship with Ray and Misato and his father a little bit faster because they've taken about roughly two hours and 15 minutes of content and crammed it down to an hour 45. Uh, but also, uh, Toji and Kensuke, who are really the only 
contacts outside of Nerve that, that he really develops, they're more or less just kicked to the side. Uh, That's because they're sidekicks. Well, the, 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 point, the point I'm trying to get at is that there's an entire episode devoted to Shinji where he's wandering around town. That, that whole thing goes on for like a half hour in, can, in the TV series. That's a whole episode. That um, right, I understand, but um, you know, you're talking about his relationships and stuff. It seems, to me at least, like you're losing a little bit of Shinji's human side by just throwing half that out the door. Well, they're, they're taking what was... That always happens in the transition from series to series. Yeah, the depth is going to be... They're taking what was... Less. A lot of different slices of, of you know what was happening to him in, in the story and just focusing on the ones that are important to the overall story arc. What I'm a little confused about is in the movie, they don't really explain how he knows how to just go in and do this. I understand that they showed him you know trying to learn how to walk in it and stuff, but... <clears throat> You think he should have had some sort of training in this somehow? Well, that's, that's it's anime, thing. so generally, yeah, it's, it's they get it's, in the giant robot, they grab the handles, and they say, "Oh, I magically know how to drive this." It's his fighting yeah. spirit. That, I, know, I can't that. even drive a Toyota without yeah. instructions. Yeah. Here's a giant fucking robot. I understand it's a connection. Here. I mean, they look like they're wearing these little right. neural things, and there's a physical and emotional connection. You, you actually bring up a great point because this is one of the things that they it's, did to make it more accessible and I think it actually hurt. That, they just that said fight with, with, the, with the what they're now calling the fourth angel. It was originally the third, I think. Um, you know, when he first gets into the Evangelion, he gets his ass kicked and then uh, in the TV show, he blacks out and you go through uh, the whole thing where you know he wakes up in the hospital, um, you know, he saw those shows in the town. He moves in, um, you know, he's sitting there in the bath, and he says, you know, bad memories always find me in the bath. And it cuts back to when he blacks out, and he's still unconscious, but the Ava responds to his danger, and it basically takes over on its own. We so saw that. that first fight, he doesn't even. Do anything. He just gets his ass kicked. Well, gets knocked, kind of knocked the fuck out, and uh, it was the robot does the rest of the work. Well, it wouldn't really. It was there. It was they, shorter. Yeah, they, it was. It's, it's not explicit. Yeah. Well, if you've already seen, yeah, if you knew what's going on, you know that the thing's gone berserk. I guess that's again, if you know well, what's going, I, that's something I didn't even realize was. That's something I didn't even realize was. You know, but one of those movie, things that you don't catch in the movie. It's not as terrifying the realization of what's going on because of how they smush it together instead of breaking it up. When it loops back and you see the berserk, you're like, oh my god, this thing's a monster. Um, just a quick poll, I guess. Um, since, since they were touting this as, as trying to open up Ewing Alley into a new group of fans, are you guys more more likely to go back and watch the original series now? or I'm just going to watch the movies as they come out. Mm. Because I think it's going to be a shorter way of getting the gist of the main story. And this is supposed to be kind of the the ultimate edition, the the definitive... Until they need more money. Until they need more money, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's Gynax, so they're going to be milking, you know... They're, they're going to be putting out new editions of Evangelion until 
Hell freezes over. That, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the Blu-ray version of the original series to come out. You know it's But coming. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that I will... Uh, you know, I don't have any... Now, I've... Evangelion is one of those series everybody's been telling me I need to watch, and I've never had, you know, all that much um, inclination to just because, well, I'm a lazy fuck, so. <laughs> you know, an interesting parallel. I'm a lazy fuck, and I'm too busy watching Gurren Lagann, so. <laughs> An interesting parallel with that is whenever um, Death and Rebirth came out. You know, for, when did that come out? It came out in the U.S. I think in 2001. Yeah, it took it forever ago, and um, I never. Well, it's I, been like to nine this day, years. I've never That's watched the last three episodes of the original series because. Are you kidding me? Like no, the, la- the last two episodes where everything's done in Crayola uh, markers. <laughs> yeah, because I have the movie. So why the crap would I want to go back and go through the mind? Some, some people, mind some people of, prefer the original yeah. ending. You I know Matt. More. I know Matt Greenfield and uh, Carl Horn, who, as far as you know, U.S. anime industry goes, they're like the definitive people to talk to about the Evangelion. Um, they prefer the original ending, and I prefer the uh, the theatrical ending because it's more explicit. You actually know what happens to the characters instead of just going on this major mind screw for an hour and being like. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> you know, there, there's a thing on YouTube. Go, go look up. Um, like, Spike Spencer does this um, Easter egg at the end of the last episode. It's a, it's a bonus audio track on the DVD. Whereas the credits are going, going, he goes, "Hello, is anybody there? I'm stuck on this blue ball. Does a train run through here? Can somebody <laughs> tell me what the fuck just happened? I, I mustn't run away. I get that, but." If I were to run away, let's analyze that. Where the hell would I go? <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah, we don't want to, like, no spoilers there, but... Uh, yeah. Well, spoilers it, are fun because chances are, I, I mean, I'm going to see it eventually anyway, so... But to answer your question, I am Nathan 5% more likely now to watch the yes. series. I'd say maybe 10-15%. I'm exactly but 5%. But I don't like him. Shinji <laughs> is a whiny little I want to okay, Is Shinji the prototype for the... Whiny young protagonist that he gets in the giant yes. robot. He, he is. has no redeeming qualities. He has like, no. Hey, Gurren Lagann. I mean, Simone is a whiny little poop in the but, beginning. <laughs> but you love him. But he's basically smashing around. He becomes something useful. Let, let me. He's like Shinji, but useful. Let me. Yes. Let me give you guys yeah, a, just a just, just well, a little bit of insight. Simone is is an homage to Shinji. He yes. is delivered. Yes. There's a yes. lot of there's that. a lot of elements in Gurren Lagann that are. But I understand just that it throw was a to it. homage to, <laughs> to the whole. The I know, but he's a better character. It's sad. Here's it's a sad. Here's the character. Um, I, I I like to call Shinji the '90s only real antihero. You remember in the '90s, antiheroes were all the rage. You know, like mm-hmm. Spawn and Wolverine. Yeah. But they're really just. Uh, Regular heroes, you know, they still more always brutal. did the right thing. Yeah, they just had an attitude problem. Shinji's actually an anti-hero. Okay, well, to be fair, some of the so, some of the heroes were some of the anti-heroes. The '90s anti-heroes were pretty anti-social. Shinji's actually an anti-hero though, because the hero always steps up in the big moments. Shinji always runs away. You have to dra- literally drag him through every incident and. Probably the the thing that you Our know most people either don't like or don't get is that Shinji is basically the creator. It, he he went out and said you know this this is about a 
time in my life. Yes, I'm putting all these fantastical elements in there. But, you know, this Shinji is basically who I was at this point in my life. I wasn't a so good he was person. a whiny little emo teenager. Exactly. That, that's exactly what it is. And it makes him more human, but at the same time, because he's more at the same like time, something that, you know, one of us may have gone through at some point in our life, he's less likable. Yeah. And I think he's actually, you know, in a way you can identify more with him than you can the hero. You want to identify with the hero. But to be honest, I would probably be in Shinji's camp. I would not get yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's, robot. That's the, that's the problem is that he's he's too easily identifiable. I, and yeah. don't you look at that's it. That's the thing. I don't really identify with, 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 with Shinji. At one point in my life, I was a whiny little emo teen who bitched about every bad thing that happened to me and didn't stand up for anything. But, but at one point in my life, I was that. And now I'm not Gendo. anymore. Shinji's now a normal now person. Now I'm Gendo. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Shinji's a normal person, and if you look at my father if you look at most um, anime heroes, especially, and this seems to be more and more true as like fighting animes are the burning thing. justice. Heroes oh, are the heroes are not characters who have overcome adversity to get what they want. Heroes are born better than everyone else, and they the line is. But are you saying you between... weren't born better than everyone else? Everybody yeah. else here was born. But better my than point anyone else. is, Dylan was born in a Shinji. Fact. Shinji is. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Yeah. You know, but all I gotta say is, just don't believe in Shinji. Believe in the me that believes in <laughs> uh, Yeah, Misato is early Kamina. She really is. <laughs> so drunk. Big broke. That, that is a very interesting analysis. I was right thinking there. a little more. Well, okay, not exact. Okay, yeah, she's not really Yoko, but no, <laughs> she didn't break up the band. The beer is the beer. Ah, thing just Dylan gets got me. that joke. Got she's that. so that's a joke for Dylan. Completely, she's like so completely fucked up. Tell, tell yeah, me about the beer all thing the real quick. Are flawed, At least she doesn't drink Asahi. Them, when when the movie was first released, not everybody raised this huge stink over the internet about the fact that um, they were putting product placement into the movie. What did, what did you guys think about the product placement, those hilarious. who haven't seen it? I thought it was... I was amused by it, you see it... I want some Doritos. You see it in real in real life anyway, whether it's paid product placement or just them, yeah. you know, they need a prop, so grabbing it off the shelf. So, so I'm, I'm kind of curious if they had to jump through any hoops to put Doritos in there. Actually, that, that was the point I was going to make. For those of us that have seen, actually, seen the... Uh, apparently likes sponsoring anime. Feel more real, Familiar, I guess. I mean, yeah, for real. Well, you see it all the time in real in live yes. action, whether it's paid product or whatever. That's just movies. Yes. You, you guys were talking about jumping through hoops MTV. to get the product placement in there. Yeah. That's what I was wanting to bring up. That's why I addressed it. The stuff that is in there, like the Doritos and, you know, like the branded beer and coffee, <laughs> that's all stuff that they just slap logos on that was already yeah. in the uh, original series. Like, yeah. they they still go through, like, the mini-mark. They still show just a basket of stuff, but it's, like, you know, off-name stuff. Like food. Yeah, basically, it's just labeled <laughs> food or peppy or, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, or just generic chips. And instead, they just... I suddenly Put a logo to go out and, and buy a six money. pack of Kirin now. But the yeah. thing is, when when um, the of course it's normal for me to back, have the urge to go out and buy alcohol. They would put alcohol, pictures but... of the characters on packages of Doritos and on those cans of coffee, and they were selling on J List for a 
good chunk of money. Oh, yeah. that's, that that's nothing. The the product placement I mentioned this to you guys earlier. One of the cosplay cafes in Akihabara that was during the the DVD release of this had like the um, what was it Oscar cocktail and the does it make it you bipolar? The Tang drink. Uh, <laughs> the LCL. And, yeah, the LCL drink. They called it LCL drink. It was really just, probably just Tang, you know. But I am surprised that they did not have the Misato beer. I, I'm disappointed that they did not take my joke from uh, one of the uh, movies and come out with Chunky's Primordial Soup, the soup that eats like a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that's a little joke for those of you that have uh, I haven't seen the, the entire series and I'm laughing at that one, so... Um, we did watch this in Blu-ray, and I showed everybody a, a clip of just the regular 1.01 release that came back uh, that came out back in November. What did you guys think about the jump from standard def to high def? At least on a standard def is dead to me. Yeah, on a mega size <laughs> screen, the high def is definitely worth it. Now, I don't know if we were watching it on a smaller screen, then it wouldn't be as noticeable, and I don't know what I'd say. Um, on Nathan, I don't what have size the money for TV? a 2,000 inch TV. 106 inches, right? 106 inches. Yeah, it's Frank's 2,000 inch TV. It looks like a 54, 62. Yeah, I was about to say, look, it looks like a 50 something. Yeah, it's Nathan's in space. As as low as I am to say, Nathan's TV is much larger than mine. Mine's a <laughs> mine's a 26 inch. That's not all this much larger than something of yours. Oh wait. You mean I mean, my you mean my boobies? Uh, <laughs> right till pop on me. Yeah. Yeah. His Technically, boa. Nathan's red tail boa, or whatever it was, is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit longer. My, uh, in any case, my TV is a mere 19 inch standard def. So yeah, I am suffering from inadequacy. I have a 26 inch high def, and uh, I, I watch <laughs> this <laughs> at home. <laughs> I watch this at home, and uh, then I went and borrowed Dylan's version of it, and, I, and my contact started watering. I was like. God, I, I can't even. I can't even watch this now. And and for those of you that have the DVD, don't feel like you actually have to go out and buy it unless you have a high def. A ginormous player. fucking two thousand inch high def TV. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, which would be awesome anyway. But it's 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 definitely worth picking it up if you have a Blu-ray player and, a, and an HD TV. Hey, hey, maybe if we uh, advertise a little bit, Samsung will give us money for product placement. Sony makes a <laughs> fine product. I don't Here, care I said it. You know, the, the interesting point, though, <laughs> some things it doesn't matter. Like, some things I can watch on DVD and watch on Blu-ray on this TV can't tell the difference in the world. I mean, it's just really not much of a difference. It depends on Ava, how it's been remastered. Yeah, Ava, this is there was a real life. difference. Um, the clarity the clarity of the text uh, for the product placement, among other things, <laughs> yeah. as well as some of the special effects really made a big difference. I mean, well, it was pretty impressive. This was HD native. Older stuff, there's not going to be as much. Which yeah. really brings, brings up another interesting point, because a lot of people made fun of the thought of high-def anime. They're like... It's anime. Why in the world would you want high-def anime? It's, because, oh my it's god. It wasn't yeah. so much that it was clearer. For, oh for me, it looked god. like it was brighter. I my balls trying to cr- climb up inside my body. The, the picture is definitely clear. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't <laughs> just <laughs> the clearer picture. Yeah, so. I'm um, going to ignore what I just said, too. <laughs> I, I totally got torn off track. <laughs> Something about a movie. 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 Something about a 
I'm going to try to stop and say... Do not hurt our tech person! Yeah, no! Well, what he's going to do is, he's going to run this podcast through his magic sound machine, and I'm going to come out sounding like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> It oh, no. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. I, I'm glad happens. you brought up Kermit the Frog. Anybody remember that, uh, that episode the of Family Guy where they talk about... Uh, wrong-sounding you know, Muppets. Yeah, wrong-sounding yeah. Muppets. You know, Waka Waka. Who wants to hear a funny-ass joke? What, Nathan, what did you think about uh, the, the dub changes? Because mo- <laughs> most of the cast is different. Shinji's the same. Misato's the same, obviously. Um, there are a couple of actors that were in the director's cut version, like Greg Ayers. He, he's no longer Quarry, though. He's Kinsuke now. And uh, John Swayze replaced Tristan McAvery as Gendo, and uh, he came back to do the movie. What did you guys think about the new dub? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's, it's always hard to, when you get really used to a voice, I mean, it's amazing how instantly you can tell a difference in a voice. Yeah, the, the Ray was Dragon Ball right there, but uh, Ray was like the biggest heartache for me, and and the biggest compliment I can ever give uh, Brianna Palencia, who does the English voice for Ray in the movie, is that she does a great job. But you know, anybody who who has identified with a, a particular voice as a character for you know a number of years, um, like a, a great example is Optimus Prime. Every, you know, everybody thinks Peter Cullen. There have been a lot of actors who have played it. Um, Actually, no, just. Four. That's a lot. That's yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's lot. a lot for one role. Um, in twenty five years, I, I understand. Went through five actors in twenty five years. I understand, but still, when <laughs> when you're talking about a a legacy, it's still a lot of different voices to go through. Um, but everybody thinks Peter Cullen, and it's not to say that like Neil Kaplan or any of the other guys don't do good work. But when you think about the voice of Optimus Prime, it's always Peter Cullen. And for me, Ray Ayanami, Amanda Winley. Same, same kind of deal. So what happens on Quiet Street on the Um, I don't know. Um, if, if Wikipedia, if her Wikipedia entry is to be believed, and I understand that this is always suspect, so Amanda Winley, if you're, if you're listening, call me, we'll go out to dinner sometime, and, uh, and then you can set the record straight. Your shout-outs? Okay, David K. Crispin Freeman. Yeah. And Sony makes a fine product. There, I said it. Actually, like... But her, her Wikipedia says that, um, you know, she's married to Jason Lee, who played Aoba in the original series. And um, they had a kid. And apparently the kid contracted infant leukemia. So she dropped off the map for several years. And she's done a little... Uh, apparently, uh, the the child's been cancer free for three years, according to the article. Again, this is all unverified, so this may just be total bullshit. But she did drop off the the map in anime for several years for whatever reason, and she's come back and she's done some work. Like she was in Persona Four, um, as recently I think that was what late two thousand eight, if I remember. Um, but she hasn't really gotten back into anime very much, so. Um, there, there were rumors that she was going to come back and play Ray Ayanami, and uh, again, off the Wikipedia page, Spike Spencer apparently said, "Yeah, she's interested in playing it, but you know, we'll see how it goes." But for whatever reason, uh, they weren't able to get her. I really, really hope for for everybody's sake that Tiffany Grant comes back though and does Oscar in the next movie. Sorry, <laughs> that's important. It, it really is important. The voices didn't really bother me. I noticed they were different, but it wasn't glaring. The only thing was Gendo sounded a little bit older than 
I, I just I know like John Swayze has played older characters in other yeah and he has that quality and you're like no this Misato had a little bit of um a little bit of Nuku Nuku mixed in there, well that's because you know she is Nuku Nuku well I know but it was it was... actually she seemed a little bit like toned down yeah from it, so that, that, that was one thing I was gonna say was that roles. the whole the whole cast for returning and new people alike, it seemed like uh, it was a little bit more toned down, a little bit reined in. Yeah. Well, that's true. Except, except for Ray, who's always toned down and reined in. <laughs> yeah. Ray actually seemed Downright a little bit more sedated, upbeat compared yeah. to uh, her. Um, well, that's generally the way that anime dubs have been going some. They've been trying to tone it down because they got a reputation in many ways for being completely over the top and batshit insane. Uh, Chad, that... I do want to ask because you're you're our uh, resident sub lover slash dub hater. What did you think? Did this make you want to blow your brains out, or was it okay? Well, generally dubs, I generally don't like them, and this was nowhere near as bad as it gets. At you know, at, at the worst levels, you know, you think about some of the stuff that. Not, not, I'm not talking like 1980s dub well, here, Jeff. I'm just saying, I'm saying recently, too. I'm saying recent shows, too. There are, there are things, there, there's ones that are very popular that I just can't stand the English dubs of. Like Full Metal Alchemist Sisterhood? I mean, really? Uh, I've not seen it yet. And Alphonse is a girl. It's fine. Well, it's common to get girls to do voice. It's common to get girls to do young voices, anyway. Anyway, it was okay. Given it's not the best dubbing work I've ever heard. Okay. Uh, to me, at least, anyway, usually with anime dubs, the voice actors really do sound flat compared to something that originates in the English language. I know it's a different pool of voice actors than regular American originated animation, but they just kind of sound flat. And I know that part of that is the material. It being a translation, it's hard to work with. Okay. Um, I would like to uh, go ahead and criticize the movie for not having an ending. Yeah. Thank you. No ending. It did. It it it, it just stopped. It, it had a beginning. Man. It didn't have a whole lot of a middle, and it dang sure did not have an ending. It just went. It just I, now, now here's the thing. With though. it being a narrative, and it's we know I, that it's going to continue. I mean, it's sort of like the second. Still, so see, I came into it, it not knowing. Well, that's the thing. The second one, even so, it had a plot and it had an ending. There was some develop, plot development, and I think if you and you don't if get you, that if you had taken out because you know all through the movie they're giving you hints that there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to say you had no nothing of the series, you just came to this movie, didn't know there were going to be sequels. You're watching the movie. If you had taken out all the hints of stuff to come, like oh, there's more angels and whatnot, then you stopped. could say okay, there is kind of an ending because you have that that third really difficult to fight angel, and and Shinji sort of pulls it together to to sort of be maybe kind of not sucky, not and, really. No. Um, and maybe and then and then if you did like a regular movie, you'd have at the end, then you would have Gendo being all and and. And something about other <laughs> angels and and uh, but but Next but time. Uh, yeah, well, Next but, time. but but the fact, but the fact that they're hitting at that all through the movie, you're, you from the from the first like fifteen or twenty minutes, you're like, okay, now I know there's going to be a sequel because there's no way the plot's going to advance this quick, so there's no way there's going to be any kind of closure at the end of the first movie. Well, this is what yeah, I think it's is kind of it's it's anticlimactic. That, I guess that's what I'm yes. getting at. The, the movie only, is anticlimactic for you. I actually went nuts the first time I saw it because I I know everything there is to know about the uh, you know the original series this. and the fact that uh, spoiler uh, Quaru appears on the Come moon on. at the end of 
at the end of the first movie. Yeah. It's a box. It has huge implications that I want to get into here in a minute. But before before I go, like, way full steam ahead on the spoilers... um, Again, that's something... Those of you that this is your first time, any kind of closing thoughts? Yes. Um, I think it's going to work better... As once all of them are out on DVD and Blu-ray, oh, being able to watch it as a mini-series instead yes. of as individual movies, I, I think it's one of those where it's going to work much better to get new people interested once everything is available. I think that new people are not going to be, in a lot of ways, if they see only this first movie and they don't know anything about the series, they're going to be like, what the hell is this about? I'm not going to continue and sort of having another, sort of having an Evangelion fan there to say, okay, it's only the first part of the series, and here's what's going on. And it, it is hard to watch anime without knowing something about Evangelion and knowing what's, you know, having a guess at what's going on. But I think that it's going to take having all four of the movies out and being able to watch them, you know, one right after the other as a miniseries that that is actually going to get new people. Interested as it is now, it's a nice ultimate edition for the fans that already know what's going on. But it's not not uh, enough for new people. I, um, as a person who's never seen it, would like to propose two different uh, titles for the movie to rename it. <laughs> One being a series of unfortunate events for Shinji, <laughs> um, yeah. because it it really just does seem like um, he gets we can just watch Shinji's life get worse. And you're like, oh, what else back in that? Oh, that can happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that. Oh, 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 oh yeah, wait, what find out? Oh, you can oh, find out the soul of oh, his mother's oh, in the robot. Oh, and uh, the other one would be, I think we could well, title it, um, the hell it is. I think we title it Preparation, and then subtitle it People Talking Over People. Because there were huge sequences of them getting ready for stuff, mm-hmm. with, and you could hear people talking over people. Prepare, oh, begin preparations to this, fire. Yeah, the thing that, I, that struck me that sort of goes along with that is just the sense of scale. And I'm sure that was part of the series itself, but there were so many preparations. Okay, okay. That I got a sense, I really felt how but there's huge so much okay. up and then nothing happened. After you say that, I could, I, could, I, could, I could suggest a third title, which was A Series of Unfortunate Events for Tokyo. <laughs> there <you laughs> <go>. <laughs> it's, it's always Tokyo that gets yes. shat on by the monsters yes. or demons <laughs> or giant robots. So basically, you're saying you the and honestly, why would you build city, your city where it can retract? Well, not even that, but it's quite simple. Like somebody, the, they got tired of well, no, 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 the retracting no, no, no. city. Is quite oh, simple. No, 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 no it's not. No, it's because not. they got sick of rebuilding it after all the kaiju was freaking overly complicated. Because there comes a point when yes, it is cheaper than rebuilding your city every week. But at that point, let's just build our city underground and leave it the hell underground. Yes. <laughs> does, it, does it really need to retract? Does it? People does like it? So no, like, no, 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 no. Let's put it back out there so the monsters can see it. That's Dang no. In front of them. That's like putting no. That is like putting your 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 tornado research center in a trailer park. You, no, they're not attracted to the city. Right? It. <laughs> no, uh, no. Let's, let's just put Tokyo up every wow. every week to encourage a new monster. No, we'll retract it at the last second. Oh, you want the carrot? You want the? No, no, no. Nobody gets the carrot. As, as hilarious as that is, you know they don't care about the buildings, right? I'm sure that Rita Repulsa no, will be uh, pleased with that strategy. Yes. Yeah, they, they care about that giant white thing underground. Yeah, you know, to the credit that the, the angels aren't attacking the city, and the city you could the city's just in the way. It's there because of all the work going on there. So. It, yeah, Dylan brought up it was like Oak Ridge, 
Only if Oak Ridge had a giant alien life form. Well, okay, during the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Maybe it does. I don't, we're not sure that Oak Ridge does it. I mean, the place glows for a reason. Um, so, Ether, no, Oak Ridge is the defense. Teleco is that. Ether? Yes. Uh, no, Teleco is the inbred like <laughs> Throttle down the spoilers. <laughs> no. Just uh, no. Not really. Jen? Huh? <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> can you repeat the question? She just got here. Okay. Uh, I've been here. Yes, no, maybe um, you can repeat the question. Don't one, one of the things that, you know, people kind of harped on with this movie, which I don't understand if, if you understand the concept, was that it was a quote-unquote shot-for-shot remake of uh, of the movie. And yeah, most of most of it is... You misunderstand uh, the term shot-for-shot. Shot. Yeah, I was about to say, they, they misunderstand the term shot-for-shot, shot because there is a lot of stuff that is directly uh, translated from the original series. There's stuff that's uh, reworked, there's some new content. But the biggest thing that I want to show you guys is the intro. Um, breaking my computer. Uh, not breaking your computer. You're breaking. Shut up. Um, can can Nathan, Dylan, can you guys like come over here because it's gonna be tough for me to operate this. If if anybody else wants to come around here, I think your here, button you just went off. Was it um, that was my pocket alarm. Th- those of you at home that that have this capability, uh, like bring up the trailer for uh, the movie online because it sh- it starts out with the first scene of the movie. And, like, you know, take a DVD, go on YouTube or something, look at the first scene of uh, the first episode from the TV series. And we're going to stack them up and see what you guys notice is different. And the sound's going to be off here, and I'm just going to try and talk over it. And we're going to play some Detroit Rock City up against uh, Come Sail Away and see how they uh, stack up. Um, you know, it, start, it starts out with the helicopter going over the, the ocean, and you see uh, the third angel underground. Um, but here, you know, you see the first thing is the tide coming in, and uh, probably the, the biggest difference is that the water's red. Um, it sounds kind of like a weird thing to point that out, but... Uh, it's not like evening or something. Oh, so the water, the water wasn't red. Water red. No, it, oh, well, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was just blue. But that, that's interesting, so, given the. Then the the story must, in fact, take place about the time of Moses, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I mean, this must be the part where he, where God turned be. all the waters to blood, and, and so they're going to make Gendo Pharaoh. I'm well, not, they're going to yes. start killing his firstborn child, which means Shinji is gone. By yes. an angel of death. I can get behind this plan. I can suck it behind that. Can I help? I mean, no. Shinji, no more? Yeah. I can run over him with my car. Like He's not going to dodge. He's just going to look there. <gasps> like that. I mean, and say, I must have run away. I say, he must have run away. I can defeat him. Don't worry. There will be more characters for you to hate soon. Oh, yay. Yeah, um... Yeah. In fact, all of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, and... There yeah, are no yeah. likable characters in it. Ooh, I got, another, yeah. I got, an, I got another title. Cool. Emotional Abuse, the movie. <laughs> uh, yes. That, that too. Twilight? Yes. Oh. No, too no, soon? no. Twilight, it, never mind. Shinji is Bella. Shinji is Bella. And he is. No, Pay attention to no, me. Shinji no, has a, has a personality, albeit a terrible one. <laughs> Bella has no personality. So Bella is a compilation of Shinji and Ray. Yeah. Um, but I want to rewind this for a second here. 
Nathan and, ran off. Yeah, Nathan he forgot that off. he was supposed to be doing something. And I want to take I want to take that first scene and I can uh, compare it to something else real quick. Um, I've got another clip pulled up. This is from the end of Evangelion. This is after they do the little TV eye catch. And uh, yeah, gonna celebrate. There's the giant ray head. Um, there's uh, there's that. There's that. Pay pay close attention to the moon in the scene, and then pay attention to the water. Yeah, see, that's immediately what I thought of was that correlation between the two. Yeah, the, if, if you watch them side by side, it's the exact same shot, the same animation, everything is identical. And you'll also notice that there is a streak of blood going across the moon, and that's important because when we see Quaru on the moon, he's it's laying a there in blood. a giant streak of blood. Um. So you you can make your own assertions, but I'm I'm willing to largely say that this 110 percent takes place after the end of Evangelion. Chad, if you stop the podcast report recording by playing with my laptop, everyone is going to kill you. I'm not doing anything. Well, I, I've already like spoiled the big reveal for anybody that wants to put those, well, those things together. Well, there was together. also something I saw early on in the movie. Early on in the movie, there was a huge, huge chalk outline. On one of the hillsides, like something had yeah, that's dead. That's also different from the original opening. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a giant, huge chalk outline um, that reminds me of that uh, badge I got at MTAC one year that said CSI Tokyo Three. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's clearly the size of either an angel or an Evangelion. But um, you know, the first two angels are found in Antarctica, and the third one. I think we find out about that one in the next movie. But mm-hmm. so when is the next movie? The next movie is already out in Japan. Um, probably we'll what prob- year? Yeah, we'll probably get it here in the U.S. Um, either late this year or early next. I would so you don't have to wait a year for our next podcast. Yeah. Well, it, well, knowing us, us, yes, but yeah. maybe it'll shoot for a sub viewing at some point. But yeah, but we really we should here on this podcast because that would be illegal. No. No, they're actually doing uh, film festival showings of it right now. Yeah. Yes, there are. But way to go to the legal route, because I know that's exactly the way your mind works. Um, we, we are hoping to do some other uh, anime podcasts. We were, we were going to kick it off with um, Fate Stay Night, but like I said, I got Blu-ray from the future, so I couldn't really pass it. <laughs> I haven't actually finished Fate Stay Night, and we need to go back and do the Dragon Age. I've never seen it. Yeah, we're still we're still waiting on the Dragon Age thing because uh, Nathan Nathan and Mike I've went watched out of town so for a week and I watched a couple volumes. Yeah. I still have to finish Dragon Age. So. You still you still have not finished Dragon Age. You've had like um, six weeks or something to do it. What's like you have other things to do? How dare you have a life, sir? I know, I know. It, it, it's ridiculous. Your pregnant wife should be doing everything so that you can play video games. Exactly. exactly. That's why you marry her. Yeah. yeah.